Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Um, yo, we got drunk as shit last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we might be doing it again. <laughs> Fuck it. Yo, um, I straight up, I didn't even do the other part. I'll put that shit out eventually. But y'all didn't even hear us get all the way drunk because it got worse. It was funny. It was funny, but we got deep. We We're, always get deep. Yeah, but we got real deep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's why like, I kind of like, I listened to the whole thing twice and I was like, I know exactly where to end this. And it was like, when we were getting there. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely on a level. I think Oh no! I've been doing like I said. I've been doing an introspection. I just I don't know. I think it's helping me. Um, I feel in a bit, like I'm in a better place. Yeah, me too, for sure. I've been um, honest with myself about things and people, and learning how to just accept life as it comes. That's all you really can do. What I've been trying to do for a while, but it clicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just finally let go. Like whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. And so this is the uh, ASMR segment of the episode. <laughs> We're eating fruit gushers because <laughs> a nigga got groceries. <laughs> <laughs> a nigga got groceries and a new computer. Ooh, bougie. <laughs> <laughs> got new gadgets i bought myself some crocs the other day i'm really excited about it man that's the most washed statement that's ever been <laughs> i know is this 31 <laughs> but no it's pretty swaggy actually i got the tie-dye ones oh <laughs> <laughs> my bad <laughs> and i got the cute little things to decorate them with so like God. I'm gonna show you. I'm just gonna show you the swag. Now I had tried some on when I was um looking at shoes the other day. I was like, damn these shits is comfortable. <laughs> oh shit. And that is when I knew that I had settled into my thirties. So I got those. Those are kinda cool. And then I got these little they're called gibbets. But um <laughs> the letters are gonna spell out my name. So K Nicole without the vowels. And then I got a little little punk rock stud. Lips, of course. Of course. But yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I saw it was it listen, I think it was a universe thing because I saw them in the store. I tried them on and then I was just looking and man, like I really hate this uh, internet shit and how things just like 
pop up on your feed. You know what I'm saying? Because that happened after I bought um, a pair of tennis shoes, too. I paid cash and, like, finish line popped up on my fucking, like, Facebook thing. And I was like, what the fuck? Nothing is connected. I think it's location. It's got to be. It's crazy. But um, I saw online that Crocs was having, like, a buy one, get one half off. I was like, (laughs) in there. (laughs) 2020 is weird <laughs> as fuck, bro. <laughs> oh, Crocs got a sale? Crocs, bro. <laughs> Let me stop eating these gushers, man. Fuck. <laughs> Yo, um, I realized that I am old as fuck because I, when I was at work the other day, I found a uh, pre- uh, precision V7 pen. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> And I didn't realize this about myself, but I am like a pen geek. Oh, I think everybody is a pen geek. Because when everybody recognizes a good pen when they see one. Right. And that's why they be trying to steal that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a G2. Like, okay. Oh, this is a good writing ass pen. Like, give my fucking pen back, <laughs> ma'am. This shit right smooth. So I had a, I had the, that one, a G2, and a Uniball something i love yeah, that pen signo it's, it's perfect writing your signature with mm. it bleeds but it's i mean it's swaggy shit Them little fine point pins mm-hmm. so i took a picture of all three pins and i was like which one of these is the best and uh, like everybody that follows like a lot of people were just tweeting like you know i like this pen i like this whoa i don't like that shit like it's <laughs> like man we old as fuck and then I was thinking, man, all these people that never comment on my shit really be seeing the wild ass shit I be posting. <laughs> See, I like different pens for different things. Like a good writing pen, a classic, you know what I'm saying? Like a classic Bic, just with with good that good thick ink, but it flows well. Are you talking about the stick bit? The stick bit, my nigga. I don't like. Oh, I don't like those. If you if you're writing on like a thick, a padded surface. Okay, yeah, perfect. But if you're not writing on a padded surface, hard surfaces are good for like fine point, like the thin ink that won't dry immediately type pen. The yeah. uniballs and the um, the pilot, <clears throat> the pilot. Um, the G two is my go to. The Pilot G2. Man, what else? I I really miss gel pens. Um, I Those pens, pens. That, those are the pens that Stan uses at work. Mm. They bleed a lot, though. Yeah. You go, like, I've gone through, like, one in a day. Because I These write are a meant whole for, like, parchment paper type situations. Like, some thick-ass paper that's going to soak up the ink real fast. Mm-hmm. Not regular... Like printer paper or notebook paper. But those are like what we put our forms on. They'll smear. So oh, so it, like the it bleeds carbon through. Carbon copy. Yeah. So they're good for that, but if you're writing on anything else, they're not good for it. Yeah, that's true. So, like, you realize it's just little things about, like, everybody has little adult nuance things that they do that only make sense to them and it's just the way they like it because we're old and set in our ways yeah it's just like that uh tweet that always goes viral where it's like everybody has their own favorite uh uh what's it called 
place on the stove. Oh, yeah. The Every, eye. Everybody has their favorite eye of the stove. <laughs> and it only makes sense to them and it doesn't make sense to anybody else. <laughs> Mine is always the front left. Mine is the front right. And my mama swears that the front left one is better. <laughs> Like every time I'm using the front right, she'd be like, Mm-mm, use this one over here. Yeah. I'd be like, man, your mama knows the front <laughs> left would be hitting, bruh. <laughs> nah, because we have the uh, the flat top surface. So yeah. the front right has the double burner on it. It's the Ooh. one for the bigger size pan. So I just feel like it gets hot faster. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just something about when you got something <clears throat> in the kitchen cooking <laughs> on that front eye. you like, yeah, I'm in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's i think is the i think it's the back left or that might just i don't know hmm. it's weird maybe it's different for different things yeah also they don't use the front left because amelia is around and they don't want her to knock anything down yeah so i can kind of see why that would be farther back mm-hmm. but yeah man you cooking that ramen in the middle of the night because you broke, <laughs> but still Ooh, you drank. That broke ramen be good. <laughs> you listen. I will spice up some broke ramen. What you got in your spice cabinet? <laughs> like, oh, as long as you got this, this, and this. What are your favorite spices? <laughs> so I always got to have some uh some dried chives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. Little garlic salt, little onion salt. Um, what I always gotta throw a little egg off in there. You know what I'm saying? Little hot sauce, little hot sauce. What else? Um, what hot sauce? <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we are not a family that is faithful to hot sauces. Like our hot sauces be all over the place. So sometimes it's Louisiana. Sometimes it's Texas Pete. Sometimes it's Crystal. I really think my dad just be going through moods. And then we just <laughs> use whatever the hell he buys. Um, what else? I think those are the main three that we rotate. It's Crystal, Texas Pete, and Louisiana. Our house is usually Louisiana or a Kroger brand, whatever. Because mm. <laughs> my family is faithful Kroger family. Oh yeah, I think a lot of black families are faithful um um store brand. Oh yeah. <laughs> store brand families. <laughs> they bleed great value. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> My dad works for Publix, but he don't ever be shopping at Publix. <laughs> Publix got the shit now. Publix meats and like <clears throat> deli and shit is dope as fuck. But and their fruit. And fruit and veggies oh, be hidden. Yeah. That Publix watermelon. That Publix Ooh. pineapple. Ooh. Ain't got nothing on nobody else's. I don't care what you say. That Earth Fair shit and that uh Earth Fair uh, store brand don't really phase me. I don't be that impressed. I fucks with Earth Fair. I fucks with Earth Fair before Whole Foods. Really? Yeah. Whole hmm. Foods uh salad bar and hot salad bar be hidden. That should be expensive though. That's true. Like I won't get a, a a salad bar plate from Earth Fair, but I'll get almost anything else. Damn, I haven't had I haven't actually been to Earth Fair in a long time. I used to go there in college a lot. Anytime I'm on university and I go to Hollywood Feed, 
I'll go to Earth Fair, and then I'll usually go in Guitar Center because I'm just a nerd. Like that. <laughs> See, I don't have a reason to go over there no more. I used to go to Chipotle a lot, but I think I got burned out on it. I have never actually had Chipotle. So your first couple experiences will probably be amazing. But I don't know. I feel like it's really easy to get burned out on. For one, because it's just rice. Like, no matter what you get, it's going to be rice. <laughs> um, and after a while, no, it just gets, it's only so many ways you can get your rice before it's just like, okay. And then the price, it's just, it's way overpriced. That's also why I haven't been to local taco. Local taco is not good to me. I had one of their rice bowls and it was disgusting. I didn't like it. The rice was dry. Whatever um, sauce they had on it wasn't that good. The the sofrito mix or whatever, the veggie mix that they use, it just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't seasoned right. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I went once and I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, what did I try the other day for the first time? I had something. I can't remember. Like, I've been getting burned out on a lot of restaurants and stuff lately. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of just, oh no, I need to start cooking. Like, I'm just burned out. I don't, it's nothing I like to eat, which means I might as well, like, diet and eat shitty food and <laughs> lose weight. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> why not this year is um i'm dedicated it's gonna be my my bougie sneakerhead year i'm really trying to get on this beyonce ivy park situation have you been peeping game yes bruh i saw yara shahidi when they delivered it to her like, did you see that shit no but i saw the wardrobes that she was sending out to people and i was yeah. like she she had the unwrapping of hers and that shit was crazy bruh, so what she sending like all the pieces out to people yeah. the whole collection and oh, it's shit. and it's wrapped and then like she like yara's little ass is moving and she's like I think it's the whole collection. <laughs> and then she opens the loop she's like, it is. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's so cute. Woo. Um, the ultra boosts. Are they coming in men's sizes also or are they only women's sizes? I think they're coming in men's sizes. I don't see why they wouldn't. Espe- yeah, especially as many men are Beyonce fans. I'm- I don't know why she would. I don't think yeah she wouldn't do. That. I honestly don't just see any uh like sports brand dropping like a, a gender mom. specific right. situation. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye did Yeezys, but everybody bought Yeezys. Yeah, but he had family sizes. I think he had he had kid sizes and kids. Yeah, I mean if you have kid sizes, it's essentially a women's size too. Yeah, oh no. Well, I don't want to dis- I don't want to go against our uh our women who have a longer feet. Yeah. But yeah, that's essentially what they're what they are trying to do. If you have big kit sizes. Yeah, I don't know. I just I shit, men's or women's, I feel like if you a man and you can fit into certain women's sizes. The only women's shoe I've ever wanted was the 
Um, there was a Jordan 8 that came out our freshman year of college that was white with, uh, it was white, it had uh, blue and yellow, and it only came in women's sizes, hmm. and a lot of dudes had that size. Like mm-hmm. they could wear like a ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. They could fit them, and a lot of guys had them. I don't understand why brands would even do that though. They like, they stepped away from it now, but that was a common thing going until they realized, oh, women like sneakers too. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. No, my homeboy was talking to me about like some of his friends saying something to him about um, <clears throat> him commenting saying that a lot of the sneakers were dope and he wanted some. And they were saying shit, but I'm just like, bro, women been wearing shit that ain't for us for so long. Like, I don't even understand why it would matter. It's a dope ass shoe. It's a dope ass shoe. But also with sneaker culture, there's also a divide between people that believe that um, it's almost like the hipster thing. It's like we've been on this before it became cool. Well, it's not our fault that wasn't nobody making sneakers for us. No, I'm saying not that. I think it's I mean, I think that's part of it. But I think also people in sneaker culture don't like other guys that are quote unquote hype beasts. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So they kind of look at everybody from a suspicious lens to where they're kind of like, so what Jordans have you had? Mm. Or shit. I hate that shit. But I mean, it's because a lot of people come in, a lot of resellers are what messed up the market. That's what I was going to say. That have, what these young resellers got in the game. And they were not in it for the culture, and they were just trying to profit off it. Trying to, yeah, get the money. That's what changed everything Mm -hmm. to where you're kind of looking at every quote-unquote sneakerhead kind of weird, like, but you don't know this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, in high school, I used to have to, like, I would really be, like, researching, like, every pair of Jordans Mm -hmm. so I could look at them and, like, identify them when i see them see i never like i always liked jordans but i never really got into them because i knew that my parents weren't never gonna buy me none but that's what made me an even bigger <laughs> sneaker head so <laughs> so i was like whenever i get a little bit of money i'm gonna use all this on uh sneakers yeah but i feel like i've been a closeted sneakerhead, not even closeted but just like an inner sneakerhead all my life and i am finally letting it come out it sounds like you're a hype beast no this way <laughs> no it sounds like i just got some adult money <laughs> right you should uh got it with your refund checks like the rest of us at i ain't college. never had no refund checks bro just take out some more loads <laughs> it don't matter <laughs> i had one refund check and that was when i got a pell grant my very last semester bro, i needed that pell grant so bad my <laughs> last semester because i was student teaching and like gas money was killing me bro and i was like bro and then, like, I was essentially partying so hard on the weekends, <clears throat> but that Pell Grant came through. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> that Pell Grant paid my rent for a couple months. Right. That shit bring you through. I want to say I had, like, 2000 left over. Man. And I paid for so much. And you know what's crazy? Like Splurged on so much. I heard, like, parents and stuff, they could get Pell Grant so easy back in the day. Like, they, man... 
like the parent plus loan type no, situation? No, like our parents when they were like in college. Oh, yeah. They were giving out Pell Grants to like everybody. Hell yeah, that's why my parents used to push it so hard on me. Like you could get a Pell Grant like early on. And I was like, it's no, not that. It's I not- couldn't get a Pell Grant until I was older and wasn't... Um, wasn't claiming as a dependent wasn't a dependent anymore that's because like uh tuition school saw how much money they can make by pumping up tuition and they were like yo like we don't have to do we don't need to make college affordable we can make money and that's what happened that is exactly what happened but yeah this sneakerhead stuff it's like it's it's like it's levels to it but that's how every subculture is yeah and I'm not going to call myself like a sneakerhead sneakerhead because it's a whole bunch of shit that I still, you know what I'm saying, don't know about. But I am you love sneakers. a girl that loves sneakers and I can recognize a good sneaker when I see one. I am a retired sneakerhead. You are. You did used to have a lot of motherfucking shoes. <laughs> I mean, I still have most of them. I just don't wear it. Like, I just like my docs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that shit. I had to wean myself off because it was it would be like just like bro, I don't need these shoes, mm-hmm. and it was it, it was like a competition thing of myself is like, and it, it felt like it was never enough, and then like they kept releasing like the ones I wanted like Jordan fours, the bread colorway are my favorite sneaker of all time. I'm a cement girl. Black cement. cements are my favorite. Those are the most comfortable Jordans in the world, too. I love the cements. But the ones that came out in 2011, they were not built very good. Hmm. That's the other thing about Nikes and retro shoes. A lot of them are built on 1980s technology. Mm-hmm. And you could get a pair of LeBrons right now that feel comfortable and are swaggy for the exact same price. Nice. So... Like, I was also, I'm a big LeBron sneaker fan, too. Hmm. Like, LeBron's sneakers are amazing. They're comfortable, and there's so many different colorways and different stories, and he's the athlete of our time. Even though uh, Kyrie Irving's sneakers are dope as fuck, too. I think Kyrie and uh, Kyrie and LeBron have probably had the best. Durant too. Durant has some legendary. I was gonna say, remember when people used to go crazy for the KDs? The and plus when they first came out, they were they were really affordable. They were like seventy, eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. And then when once he started collabing and he did that Nerf KD three or four, that thing was out. That's one of my grills. I want that. I want the Kobe Grinches, and I want the Big Bang LeBron nines. Katie was, um, <clears throat> I think his his trademark was definitely his, like, bold colorways. Yeah. Like, because he came right at that time where it was like, it was, at first it, it kind of seemed like he was kind of getting the stuff that LeBron didn't want. But then, like, his, he started being more hands-on and the things that he enjoyed started translating. Paul George also has a very good line and he has a lot of things that like he has a PlayStation colorway mm-hmm. on his ones and those are actually pretty affordable. That sounds good. Like and it's but a lot of people don't a lot of people 
that say their sneakerheads only like Jordans. And I don't feel like you can be a sneakerhead if you only like Jordans. Yeah, same. Like, I feel like you have to understand and appreciate the culture and know where it's moving. The whole culture. Right. That's why, like, I <clears throat> my collection of LeBrons is up there. <laughs> and I don't bring half that shit out. I fucking murder y'all niggas with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have, like, five pairs of LeBron nine, and I have, like, Three pairs of tens, like two pairs of like twelves. That's when I start phasing out, as mm. you can tell. But like the the nines that I have out there, that's my favorite shoe ever. The Canon nines are amazing. The LeBron nine is LeBron eight is probably the most legendary one. The Miami colorways, because that's when he went to Miami. Oh yeah. So that whole series was a, that was on a whole different level. It was mm-hmm. like each game, everybody's watching and they're also looking at what what shoes is he about to break out. Like it, it's just different. Like and now everybody pays attention to NBA player shoes. Yeah. And that shit really started with like LeBron and Durant and like Wade and Melo. That's where most of the sneakerhead culture stems from, though. Is is NBA, like yeah. no other, no other sport is known for sneakers the way skateboarding is a very close. <clears throat> I love skateboarding shoes. I've always loved, especially when Nike started getting to skateboard. Uh, skateboard skateboarders were upset that big brand Nike was into it, but when they saw what Nike was able to do. Mm-hmm. with their technology and stuff and the your like the most classic skateboarding shoe besides vans was the jordan one mm. so they like s- skateboarders have always loved that shoe so when you were able to get like the the nike dunk which is essentially the one yeah i love dunks um the, like the skateboard dunks are nice as fuck the Nike skateboarding line shoes are amazing. Of all of the, <clears throat> of all the shoe brands, which one is your top? It's gotta be Nike. Yeah, I was gonna say Nike. <laughs> like for sure. Nike is. I feel like Nike just does. They just have way more. They ha- they, they have, have a bigger co- category. Yeah, that, you can do anything, and then plus, they have the coolness factor. That none of these other brands have. Adidas yeah. has. Adidas would be a close a, second. Adidas has the European swaggy side of it, but Nike has to just. Nike is synonymous with hip hop and cool, and you can't beat it. Yeah, and then plus, it's so many different levels of Nikes. You got the running shoe Nikes. You got the lifestyle shoes. And then you got where those things merge, like the Air Maxes. The uh, man, I used to be a sucker for. Some, I still love all Air Maxes. Air Max, like that, also used to be the divide. It would be like people that liked Maxes and Forces, or people that like Jordans. And you weren't gonna shit on people. It's just like when people try to act like Air Force Ones got lame. No. It's just the people that love that shoe still love still that love shoe. The shoe. Yeah, man. And now that they're cool again, everybody's trying to get back on them. When did they, like, what was the wave? By the time Nelly came out with Air Force One, 
and like all these suburban kids were like when you would go to the mall right before school yeah. and then they'd be like we have no more air force ones all oh, the white forces sold out yes that's when like it was like but even even still though there's been another wave that's happened recently like a really heavy trend like something sparked it and i don't know who did it and when and why but now everybody has been on like the forces especially the especially the ones a lot of what I, all right. What I'm about to say is one of those things to where, depending on how you feel about it, is how you're gonna feel about it. <laughs> Virgil doing the off-white Nike collabs and with the ones and stuff re- revitalized a lot of people wearing mm-hmm. Air Force Ones. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like a lot more collabs started happening too, right? Like uh, Blue and uh, Melody Asani. Yeah, and um. <clears throat> Somebody else had a really dope one on. I mean, they also came back out with the the uh, Rockefeller ones. Hmm. And they don't have, of course, the Rockefeller logo on them, but they're the Rockefeller ones that came out back in the day. And those are some grails, too. <coughs> if I ever get a pair of Rockefeller ones, somebody said, Jay-Z, like, gift set at them an original dead stock pair of Rockefeller ones. I'm like, yo, that shit is crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think part of that is when the wave got cool. Mm. But I like seeing a lot of the, I think I can appreciate like a lot more of the, the retro sneakers relaunching to like the, the up tempos and like that kind of shit coming back. Like, I remember the wave when we were in college was the Barclays and the Griffies. I I, I also like the, uh, what's the, the Dion shoe? The air, tur- the air Turfs. Those were dope. Those are comfortable shoes, too. The Diamond Turfs? Yeah. I had a pair of Diamond Turfs in college. Those are Dion Sanders shoes. They were, uh, they were so cute. They were white and black with, like, hot pink. <laughs> they had a lot of uh girly colors in quotes. Yeah. I had a a fucking windsuit jacket to match to. You couldn't tell me shit. Bro. I be kind of feeling like I want to get back on my sneakerhead shit, but I'm like, man, no, I can buy. Oh, I'm in it. I'm I, in it. I, I bought like four pairs of shoes in the last month. No, man, I can't go back. I can't. Once go I was back. like, "Ooh, I got some extra money." Yeah, man, that that's the that's when it starts getting dangerous. It bro. is dangerous because when I started, I cannot stop. And then you'll be like, "Man, I can sell these motherfuckers." And then you're like, "I'm not gonna sell these." Yeah. <laughs> I, but when I dive into something, I go full speed. Like I've just always been a shoe person in general, though. Like I. I'm a versatile girl. Like I say this all the time. I'm a, I'm a girly tomboy. I have a lot of heels, but I also have a lot of sneakers. I so I'm just always buying shoes all the time. <laughs> I um I don't know. I, I replaced my addiction with sneakers for uh, uh equipment, <laughs> <laughs> buying tech shit. Yeah, but it's still there. You you never are not a sneakerhead. Yeah, it's just you're like, can't, what? I the problem got to when I was like, I can't even get general release shoes 
Like, why can't I go to the store and get yeah. get this? What burned me was when I couldn't get the black cements with the Nike Air on the back. <clears throat> and I was like, this is some fucking bullshit. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to get these. I'm not paying. No over. reseller price. No. Yeah, the resellers really killed everything. But I... The last pair of Jordans I bought was the fives with the Nike Air on the back. Hmm. They were two fifty. No, it might have been two twenty five. I can't remember. But those were the last ones I bought. So that was like 2016, 17. I bought uh I bought dunks. I bought blazers. I bought uh I had to talk to myself about buying a pair of Air Force Ones the other day. I was like, man, nah, bruh, I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let me let me just calm down. It's like, yo, I could do it. But I'm like, nah, bruh. The only pair of Jordans I ever had was in college and it was some um some bread sixes. Ooh. Yeah. I have never had a pair of uh elevens. And I will never have a pair of elevens because that shoe is the hype beast shoe of the year. <laughs> like any colorway. And I like I I've always wanted a pair of Space Jams, and I will never get them. Yeah, people just ruined it. I think if I own a pair of Jordans after that, because I'm not, I'm not a like I I do like Jordans, but there's just so many other shoes that I'm way more interested in. Right now, I'm still like a Vans lover, but I've always been like an Air Max girl. Um, I never thought that I would be into the two seventies, but here I am. Two seventies are dead. Though. Here I am with someone right now. Um, the Vapor Max are super fucking lit, but I've been like a classic Air Max girl, like the Air Max nineties, the ninety sevens, the ninety fives. The ninety fives are dopest ones to me. Um, the nineties, I kind, I, I kind of got burnt out on nineties. Like I had a couple pair of nineties. And I like them, but like, I don't know. So I've seen a lot of good like colorways with the '90s, though. I think that's what made me fall in. I think it was too many colorways is what burnt me out from it. It Mm. was just like, bruh, like people were just going overboard. Yeah, (laughs) and which I mean, I got some loud as like LeBrons and stuff, but if I ever own some more Jordans, though, it'll be some ones for sure. I still want the blues. The other thing about ones is. A lot of people be saying ones. We don't mean lows and mids. No, we only we... mean high tops, <laughs> nigga. Like, y'all niggas be putting up some bullshit ass mids. Like, nah. I don't want to see that shit. Get that shit off my fucking timeline. I don't do nothing mid. <laughs> you bum ass nigga. <laughs> I don't do nothing. I'm black and white Sagittarius. It's either high right. or low, but hey, it ain't. Hey, ain't. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> mid ones don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> It's either Jordan highs or some Nike bullshit. I don't do mid nothing. Mid weed nothing. I don't want nothing mid. I don't want no Reggie. <laughs> I don't want no regular degular shit. Give me the highs. I did not think we were going to have a 30 minute conversation about shoes, which is weird because you would think I would have had a 30 minute conversation about shoes. I mean, we're both sitting here talking about how we're kind of sneakerheads. You definitely more than me because you actually have a whole lot of sneakers. I mean, I do too, but not like every time you come around, ones. like 
the funny thing is, I do kind of think it's a casual stunt that every time somebody comes around, I just have like a dope ass pair of shoes, shoes in a corner, just like on the fireplace, <laughs> right? Like, nigga, you got a pair of LeBrons on the fireplace. Just yeah, I display. wore. I wore them yesterday, and I just didn't feel like putting them up. Oh yeah, that was my house shoes. So whatever, Bruh. I have I have shoes in the garage. I haven't unpacked. Like it's nigga, bad. I cleaned out my trunk in December. I had like 20 pairs of shoes in the trunk that I took out of the trunk and still have shoes in my trunk, though. See, that's just, man, that's a, <laughs> that's a sin. <laughs> I am a shoe whore. I have. And I'm not mad about it. I mean, I got some, I got some heat in my fucking truck right now that if somebody ever, not invite anybody to break into my truck, <laughs> but like if right now, because I'm going to take them out because I'm saying this. <laughs> If somebody broke into my car, they get some dope ass fucking shit. Yeah, or some good money. I mean, they the shoes they can sell quick, so they go get the money. That's all I got though. Yeah. Like I'll casually just be riding around with two hundred fifty dollar pair of shoes. I ain't worn them in years. It's in the trunk. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a shoe whore. I'm a fashion whore. Okay. I like looks. I like the looks. One thing, I am a fashion whore also. I just be like, bruh, I'm going to get back to myself. I realize that I've toned down a lot of elements about myself that I enjoy. Like, I enjoy wearing dope ass fucking shit. But. I don't know. Like things just got different. But now I'm gonna go back to that shit. But I be thinking like it's girls that curve me for years that will hit me up out of the blue asking does this look good or this not look good. Like, like man, I'm dope as fuck. Though. <laughs> like it's it's that's how I'm reading into it. I'm not reading into it like simp ass shit. <laughs> But it's just like, yo, they respect it. They know. They recognize. Real recognize. Real. Yeah. Like, it's just like what we were talking about earlier. Like, I don't want to tell people I feel like I'm better than them. <laughs> even though I feel like I'm better than them. <laughs> Matter of fact, I know I'm better than people. And I'll be like, man, like, I'm just going to. You got to be outwardly modest. Because also, when you tell somebody that you're better than them, like, when somebody understands that you're, like, killing them in something, and then they get in their feelings, they be trying to tear you down because mm-hmm. of their insecurities. Mm-hmm. And, like, I be trying to avoid that from people. And it's like, nah, bro, you going to recognize I'm about that shit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm an ill-ass nigga. Illest motherfucker alive. Illest nigga what? <laughs> Like that, like we were talking off podcast. We were talking about like some people will not name <laughs> that just be feeling like they the shit. They ain't the shit. It's like, bro. But like, it's a different level from having confidence in yourself and then acting like you're better than somebody. Yeah, like, I said I'm, I'm better than people. I'm joking, of course. I have to say that, <laughs> <laughs> but it's confidence. Yeah, like a lot of people think I have low 
self-esteem no i actually have very high self-esteem right. i just be getting in my feelings right. which is a little different from yeah like i think i'm dope as fuck yeah every episode i literally say i'm dope as fuck <laughs> to where people be like yeah i'm dope as fuck like me like okay new t-shirt <laughs> i'm dope as fuck <laughs> already made that shirt i just haven't put it out <laughs> I have a shirt that says "Juice is dope as fuck." <laughs> I just have. I'm like, man, is this my ego, or is this dope? Either or, but yeah. So, you have to be confident. I mean, you gotta be confident in yourself. I think I talked about that before. Like, a lot of people who who I know uh, have made comments about you know posting things on social media, like selfies and outfits and shit, and it's like first of all like i'm becoming comfortable with myself and i don't mind letting other people know that i'm comfortable with myself and it took me a long ass fucking time to get to this place so it's the same thing with me like bro i i've just got comfortable like posting like selfies or stuff especially when i get a new haircut so tomorrow when i get this new haircut oh shit man i posted the last time i got a haircut i posted a snap video like this year sucked, but I finally found the best barber in my life. And some bitch got my mission is fucking hate and be like, nah, you just think I'm cute. Let's just people jump through hoops to be like, Oh, that fat person is attractive. Mm. Like, bruh, just let's say I'm like this the other day, this girl was like, Oh, you're like a this girl in real life, she said this shit. She was like, Oh, you're like a honey bear and I was like, Bitch, what the fuck is a honey bear? Just say I'm fucking cute for a fat boy and just go, like, keep you going. You mean Winnie the Pooh, my nigga? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> Get the shit right, my nigga, if you're going to do it. Like, you made up a whole ass animal <laughs> just to rationalize. Whole ass species. <laughs> just to rationalize, you find fat people attractive. Right. Who has the problem? But anyway. <laughs> I, I've never understood that either. Like, so what if you find a fat person attractive? Like, just... Why, you you don't have to it's just like the whole you're pretty for a black girl thing right like i said that i thought action Bron- action bronson action why can i say his name? action bronson action bronson was adorable and i ain't never been like you know making comments about him being a fat dude right you don't like why can't i don't know i hate when people do that but also like some people be <laughs> literally be ashamed to say who they are attracted to Cause they were afraid what other people are gonna say about them. Like man, like whoever the fuck you like. Yeah, that's that's where homophobia comes from. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like exactly. Like just own the shit, man. Like don't nobody else fucking matter. And then too, we don't have to know what you like. You don't really have to tell us. Like that's the thing. Right. You have no obligation to tell us what you're attracted to. So why are you nervous? Yeah, we care too much about what other people think and how other people see us and that's what uh that's what will smith was talking about Ooh, transition <laughs> bae <laughs> yeah um i have been boycotting breakfast club because i'm tired of them nigga shit yeah and they tricked me by having uh two of my childhood idols on at the exact same fucking time they had will smith and martin lawrence for bad boys 3 which i cannot wait for Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's good or bad i don't give a fuck i'm gonna go see it too i know it's for the culture man (laughs) we gotta keep it going these people raised us (laughs) yeah they did like when one dope part of the interview when they were talking about like bad boys the first one literally was made at the height of fresh prince and martin and that shit in hindsight is 
crazy. That shit was so, it was such a big deal. Yeah. Like, and it was so good back then. And we were little ass kids when it came out, but we were like, I want to see Bad Boys. It was so good back then, though. And then Bad Boys 2 came out when we were like in middle school or high school. And then we all went to that. My sister took me, my brother, DeAndre, oh, the other DeAndre, mm. uh, Chance, Brandon, and a whole bunch of other people. I don't know how they let her take us to an R rated movie, but we were in that shit rolling. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I, I've been just tired of breakfast club cause I'm tired of all their shit, man. And they be having the worst hoteps in the world. And they be like giving boy, like somebody said this, uh, breakfast club is essentially indoctrinating people the way that Fox news indoctrinates. People. Yeah, it is. And it's like, man, I got to take a step back. But I was going to watch it because Will Smith was on there. Because I know Charlamagne was going to say some dumb ass shit. And Will Smith ain't the nigga to play with. Right. And he showed. He did. And different glances. Be like, hold he up, did. little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And we got cussing Will Smith. Yeah, which, we did. And I miss cussing Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. He straight up uh, dropped the F-bomb at one point. I was like, oh. He dropped it like, multiple okay. times. He dropped it like three or four times. Like, man, we got Philly Will out here. <laughs> <laughs> Willie from Philly, right? <laughs> and Martin was just chilling. Yeah, but it is crazy. Martin was just chilling because he's like normally known for being like the hyper one. But he was talking about that too. Like yeah, how people always expect him to be silly and all. But I think that comes with a lot of comedians though too. Like people just always expect yeah, them. Be like, make me laugh. Yeah, like nigga, what the fuck? Right, <laughs> I'm down. not working. You no know, puppet. I know, like. That's that whole like dance for me shit. I'm like, man, yeah. you go about to get told about yourself. You tell me to dance for you. Yeah, I don't give a fuck to cut all these cameras off. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's it. Was a part of it that when Will was talking about how they asked him, I think, how, why did he start jumping out of airplanes and being more on social media and stuff, and he kind of made a reference to having to kill that part of his ego mm-hmm. like the, the part that drove him to do all these successful things wasn't giving him happiness mm-hmm. until he addressed the issues and the childhood traumas and the competitions and things that made him get to that level mm-hmm. and he addressed it and i thought he was going to do it subtly with uh, charlemagne and he was like because I, I see things with you and he was like i feel like you're realizing that the character Charlemagne the God is different from you. And then Charlemagne was like, yeah. <laughs> like, he couldn't even, like, lie. Be it like, was like he had been outed, but he didn't really, like, right. realize that it was coming. Right. And he was like, <laughs> he didn't know how to respond. Will Smith just told me about myself very politely <laughs> and in a respectful way. And if I act like a bitch, I am only going to hurt myself. Listen, I hope he takes heed because he always talks about how he's a Pinkett Smith, Knowles Carter, whatever right. else. So I hope he realizes that he needs to snap out of that uh, that caricature of himself. Right. And then, like, he's doing more outrageous, like, the thing with the ass. Yeah, the, like, what? that wasn't even funny. No. And it's weird. And it's, like so pointless and just like what like what did you actually give him for christmas like i hope that wasn't it like i hope you didn't just do a gag gift you a grown-ass man with the money that you have like i hope you gave him a real ass gift and not that like seriously 
Because you thought it was funny. Man, you know Charlemagne ain't like that for real. Like, you could tell. And then that's what gets on my nerves because it's like, man, you don't have to do all this shit. And that's why he's been like, I stopped watching a couple weeks ago because it's like their energy is off. Yeah. But I think also they've been away from each other for too long, too. Like... He went on vacation for weeks. Uh, Envy was gone for a couple of days. Angela, like, you was gone. I think somebody said this. I think this is the last year they're going to be together. Yeah. It's the writing's on the wall. Yeah. But, um, and then Will was talking about more about the ego thing and more about he has to find happiness within himself. Mm-hmm. And I've been on that wave personally the last couple of weeks. And so, like, it connected with me in a different way. Yeah. And not and not even saying, like, of course, I'm not comparing myself to Will Smith. <laughs> but I'm about to compare myself to Will Smith. Um, even, like, with this shit, like, this is a character of me. It's a part of me. Mm-hmm. But it's not who I really am. Yeah, and that's what he was saying, too, was he had to get out of... Um, I basically like presenting him presenting himself to the world he had to stop stop trying to live up to what the world thought he was right and like you know who the world thought that his marriage should be like and all that right. like he had to let go of everybody else's perspective of himself and just fully just live in whatever the hell he feel like doing or being and I'm so I'm such a fan of them the way that they're able to live, especially now that they've let their guard down a little bit and yeah. they're just like, I'm who I am. Yeah. I just want to know how much investment in uh, therapy and self, uh, uh, bruh, like they are fucking like out here. They like, have been in therapy for years for yes. multiple number of things. Cause I know, um, I feel like for sure him and Jada have had to go to couples therapy. Oh, and, they've and said it multiple. Therapy. Yeah, they and said multiple years. She mentioned uh, needing therapy for like her sex addiction and mm-hmm. like. So I don't know. Them niggas probably been in therapy for half their lives but, at this point. <laughs> but it shows you how realized black people being in touch with their emotions and being emotionally intelligent yeah. can look like. Yeah, and just like. Because they're able to just be so free. And I think that's why I love their whole family unit. Yeah. Because they're literally just like. They're like the first free black people. Bro, I swear. They're like the the epitome of like black hippies of our time. Like they are just doing what the fuck they want to do. And nobody is really like. People have shit to say, but nobody ever really just like puts them down for real anymore. Like what you going to say? I mean, they. They dismiss. They they being honest. They don't have anything to hide. Like right, they're whole ass icons. They don't have shit to prove to anybody. And Will said that politely, but he was like, "I mean, right, yeah." And then, um, the other thing that was good, that was amazing to me, was when Charlemagne was being Charlemagne and asked him about the Tupac thing, and Will was like, "Yeah, I was jealous." Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and he was like, "I mean." She literally grew up with him and he's perfect in her eyes and they had never had a romantic relationship, but they got to the age where that was possible. Of course I'm jealous. Yeah. Like 
like you're Will Smith, but this is fucking Tupac, Tupac. and your wife loves him. But like, and it's it's got to be a weird ass like inception moment because Will and Tupac are like one in the same when it comes to like legend, their personality, their legendary status, like, and it's just that they were they're both very like individual you know go to the beat of your own drum type black men like they've never been the type of black men to like go with the flock and that's the other thing like entertainment was outside of like michael jackson those are the niggas of the 90s that have lasted like we all know the theme song to the fresh prince of bel-air we saw all will's movies we know all Tupac songs. We've seen all Tupac's movies. His he had hits outside of Fresh Prince. He had Summertime, even uh, fucking Wild Wild West bro, cheesy ass song. <laughs> we gotta put respect on Will Smith's name <laughs> on music. Will Smith is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Oh hell yeah! Like when he was on Sway and he was rapping a uh, brand new funk. That shit was dope as fuck. And I was like, man, tell teach these niggas. <laughs> it's like yeah, put some respect on Will, but that was such an honest feeling because a lot of times dudes be like no i wasn't jealous of tupac be like that's tupac tupac been dead almost 25 years and women are still lusting after him that shit and then i still want a tupac tupac ass nigga i thought i had me one (laughs) thought i had me one (laughs) man we gotta talk about that shit too Not, not necessarily that but that uh that sentiment yeah um but yeah, like so you gotta imagine that your wife who has known Tupac her entire life, if things ever clicked or things didn't work out with you, they would probably be together. Yeah. And you gotta have that feeling in your heart every day you wake up, my wife might leave me for Tupac. Yeah, but you know what's weird though, is that like I I would never well, I guess I would when he said that like they would be in the same room and neither one of them would ever like approach each other, it means that they both had the same amount of jealousy and the same type of jealousy for one another, which is crazy. Cause I just feel like Tupac would be maybe, I don't know. I want to say maybe he would be a little bit more, um, grown up about the situation but tupac? tupac is also very emotional yeah he's very he's a gemini he's very um <laughs> he's the gemini <laughs> he he wears his heart on his sleeve so at the same time it didn't really surprise me but he's i don't know he's he's one for peace but at the same time like also like this if is, he don't fuck with you he don't fuck with you that's why i fucks your bitch you like, fat motherfucker it's, it's that <laughs> duality bro it's so yeah he's literally he's, righteous and ratchet in the same fucking body he's very geminiacal <laughs> 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 but like that's the crazy thing and then the other thing when you have like a situation like that you're dating jada smith uh, jada pickett at the time who was on everybody's top five list. Oh, yeah. And then this is the nigga of our era. And the he, nigga. Yeah. And he's a different the nigga than you. <laughs> You're like the, like, I can bring my, I can bring him home to my mama. Yeah. And like, my cousin's gonna love him. Everybody gonna love him. And then you can also bring Pac over. 
Some people go fuck with it. Some people, Some people ain't. ain't. He gonna rub but, a lot of people the wrong way. But that shit might turn you on, so you might do that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> so that, like, that's just gotta be crazy. That's gotta be crazy jealousy. And then I, I do like that he kind of alluded to he was never ever gonna make peace with that. Like, because, of course, Tupac died. So that... That's got to feel weird, too. Yeah, it's definitely some it's, unfinished business. Especially when that's that was your wife's best friend, regardless of how you felt about him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he never did anything wrong to you. Right. You were just so in your feelings. Yeah, it's not like you can really justify feeling a way. And then she has to deal with the pain of losing her friend. Like, that's got to be a crazy dynamic. Yeah. And then also, he admitted that he was jealous of The Rock. For oh, making yeah. all the movies, the movies. Up. I was like, this nigga is real as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I, he was like, all these the rock ass movies. <laughs> and then I realized, big I, rock movies. I need a Will Smith and rock movie. Ooh. And I never realized that I need that, that shit's gotta that happen. Could, that could be dope. That, but see, is the rock? I don't know. So I feel like the rock is the rock. The rock. The, <laughs> the rock is kind of typecast a little because. I feel like he's put in like um, situations where he can be funny, but his funny is not, it's very surface level. Like he's, he's still like just the pretty man, like the beast man that's going to save the day type man. Like now I can only see the rock being like the entourage type nigga right now. Really? Maybe it's because I haven't seen Jumanji lately. Both Jumanji movies are good, but also but I was a wrestling fan. I'm still kind of wrestling. I'm a closeted wrestling. I watched him in wrestling too. His mic work is some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. When he would be like, "What's your name?" and that starts like, "It doesn't matter what your name is." <laughs> <laughs> He's funny as fuck. Yeah. I just think that. I think people. I do think he's typecast in the way people write for him. I yeah, don't I was think gonna he's, say. I don't think we get to see him be authentically funny. Like I think all of his funny is always scripted, and it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Ex, it doesn't have levels. It doesn't of complexity have his to his his. I feel you. Personality on it, but like on interviews and shit, that nigga funny as fuck. Hmm, I haven't seen him in any interviews. Like that. Like he's funny as hell. Hmm. But we need a Let Will Smith. find out the rock out here being fine and funny. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Surprising. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was that whole Breakfast Club interview was pretty cool. I'm glad it was only, like, 30 minutes, too, because if it was any longer, them niggas would have, like. It would have turned left. And then also, Will called them out of that shit, too. He's like, no, nah, because you set them up. And then he comes in and it's like, yeah, this nigga, yeah, that nigga really is like, fucking. <laughs> he, he read everybody. Right. He's like, I know you, I know you, and I definitely know you. <laughs> like, and he was like, Reading man, all you hoes. That shit was funny. Yeah, it was. Not as smooth of a transition, but you mentioned something a little bit earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're going to revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh also in the episode last week, the part where we got drunk, <laughs> we kind of made a reference to this. And uh, when I said that, it appears that women are attracted to 
lack of a better term, fuckboys. So, uh, a lot of people have been talking about Future and uh, Lori Harvey being together. And people are kind of reading her like, why doesn't she see what's going on? That, like, he literally... Like the candles lit all throughout the bedroom thing. He literally done that with all his other girlfriends and put it on IG. Oh, God. He got her the same watch he's got all his uh, baby mamas. Like, you know, that clip I always play where she she belongs to the streets. <laughs> the part before that he was talking about if she don't have uh, this watch, she don't belong to me. And he she posted a picture of her wearing the watch. Oh, was it an AP? Yeah. It's, she's only 20 something though. I thought they were done. Man, you can't. What was the whole shit about like her giving head or like there was a video of her giving head or something like a week or so ago? It's, I don't know. Like, I don't fully like doubt. Somebody said something like she the new superhead or something. And I was like, what is going on? I never really. I, I didn't see that one. But it was on Twitter. Everybody has been talking about like her moving in relationships, but. Granted, she's what twenty one, twenty two. That's the same shit all these other girls are out here doing. It's just she got cameras in her fucking face. It's it's tons of bitches right now. I be forgetting <laughs> that she's as young as she is though right. too. And a lot of girls date an older dude that ain't worth shit. And then somebody pointed the real game out a couple uh days ago. I was reading. They were saying. I know y'all ain't really with this toxic shit because y'all think Future is being mean to her. No, he treating that girl like a princess, but that's where the toxic comes in. Mm-hmm. You make them think that you treating them like a princess when you really just run in their whole fucking lives. Patriarchy. Mm-hmm. That's that master manipulation. Yeah. Like you don't get somebody to do whatever the fuck you want by being mean to them outright. You're doing malicious and cruel things. But, and then plus, that's her journey, man. You treat them like princesses, and then if anything goes awry, you break that you bitch now. Throw it back in their faces about all the things that you've done for them and how well you've taken care of them. And, right. Do you think I would have did this for you if I didn't care, if I didn't right. love you? And that's where, like, a lot of people get upset when we talk about, like, gaslighting or toxic, as those are overused terms. But no. Like, that's what gaslighting is. Like, mm-hmm. I fuck all these other bitches, but I make love to you. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw a nigga say that shit, and that shit actually worked. I was like, wow, that shit is wild. And then, but the other part of it is we have to start giving people grace. Oh, speaking of gaslighting, so I finished the season one of you. That nigga Joe was a gaslighting motherfucker. Yeah. Through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really tricked himself into believing that he was doing what was best for these women. He gaslit himself. Yeah, <laughs> when that nigga broke into the house, you got to be crazy. That when that nigga broke into the house and he was couldn't decide if he was acting crazy because he had a concussion or he was actually crazy. It's like, man, this nigga is lost. Wasn't um wasn't the therapist though? I forget his name. John Stamos. No, what's this actually his character name? Doctor Nikki. Doctor Nikki. Wasn't he, um, didn't he mention something about him basically being bipolar? Like, he said something about, um, you know, there's two different uh, 
I guess people or mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he kind of, yeah, he kind of floated over that. Because cause I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, what the whole gist of this um, thing is. And I feel like it's just a deeper look into um, mental health, but specifically bipolar disorder. I don't think he's bipolar, though. Do you not? No, I think he's a, a narcissist he, that is, uh, I don't think he's bipolar, because... He, he he doesn't outright have like um like manic manic episodes where he flips from being like you know one temperament to the next but there are things that that we could visibly see that make him angry like easily he, yeah he just wasn't like outwardly showing his anger i'm also because i've seen season two that's also what i'm basing it on okay, season see, two kind of they kind of they kind of show you why he is what he is hmm. and he's not bipolar. He's just fucked. <laughs> like you, you, they dig deeper into like his childhood and stuff. Okay. So you'll see why exactly you'll understand exactly mm. what the people who aren't there are mentioned in the show, mm-hmm. but aren't shown what they did hmm. in season two. I had a, I had a feeling it has something deeper to do with his childhood. Cause we never, like in season heard one, anything about his parents or never anything. heard anything about his family at all. And then you only heard casual mentions of the owner of the bookstore and the um, his ex girlfriend, right? And you see all those people in the in season two. That's just crazy. But yeah, I've kind of felt like the um, the little boy that he was kind of mentoring that lived in the apartment was like supposed to be like a slight reflection. It is. Uh, or uh, foreshadowing about like his own childhood. It's on. It's on. You can't tell me without giving it away. But that's just my like. It, it's very similar. That's my gears. Turning. It's almost exactly similar. I felt like that too also because they chose another white boy with dark hair. He was Hispanic. Yeah, no, but still. They all look alike. No, just <laughs> white presenting <laughs> with dark white hair. Passing. If we listen, if we hadn't seen his mama, I would never thought that he was anything other than a little white boy. So, but yeah, that shit is crazy. Joe is he is something else. Yep. I didn't think he was gonna kill Beck. I knew she had to go as soon as she found the shit. She is she had to die. I didn't think he was gonna kill her though. We'll say though. He had no problems with Karen. Black woman to say, yo, like, she was going to therapy. <laughs> like, bruh, he was becoming a whole other person. I was like, but it was, right, it was crazy to me, though, when she, so when she ran into Beck after she, Beck yeah. had gotten back together and she was like, girl, I hope he doesn't <laughs> do to you what he did to so and so. I'm like, wait a minute. They didn't even show us the part where she found out about the ex. I think she just peeped game. Yeah, probably like most black women. I know she's like, <laughs> like most black women be doing. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck this nigga, but I'm gonna sleep one eye open around this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like when he broke up with her and she was just like, all right, bet. Where is my curling iron? <laughs> like, let me get my hair shit. This nigga decide he gonna kill me real quick. Uh, she was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. Sh- where are my things? He's like, she's gonna slap me. And she's like, nope, not. I'm making it out of this situation alive. She's like, <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I 
was like, my sister. That's right. Handle right. that shit like a G. Right. You, you know a crazy white boy when you see one. It was like, man. Nope. Dick too bomb, but we not gonna get sucked in. <laughs> we gonna let this chick steal my man from me. You can have a boo. <laughs> he all yours, honey. That was a crazy segue. We segued into a lot of things. I know. I mean, it's, we segued from a segue. Oh, what I was going to ask you is, you said you uh, the Tupac thing. Why? Are, like, I understand that the uh, the aesthetic attraction to the to thuggery, <laughs> but I don't know if people be knowing what they signed up for for that like that fuck boy life. Hmm. And then a lot of people when they realize that they you can't change a fuck boy into a non fuck boy. Mm-hmm. They have to find that themselves. Like that's what like the the future thing made me think of. Like I I really future first of all, you're a celebrity and people talk shit about you all the time. And I know that you know it's not healthy to take into account what uh us civilians have to say about you but at some point like when do you actually think about all the people that are talking about your fuckboy ways and like when do you see all the memes of you with your phone sending these fuckboy ass text messages (laughs) and and actually think about like why people are saying what they're saying you don't think about that because because you're a what, boy. <laughs> that and people i mean you didn't get to the level that you're at it's like with the kevin hart thing you didn't get to the level that you're at thinking about what these niggas think about you it's based on your instinct and if somebody thinks i'm toxic or not fuck them even though he's toxic but i mean that's future's journey man he gotta find himself i don't think he gonna find himself but that shit is funny, cause in that uh, life is good video, the the fact that they have future working at the drive through, hollering at the chicken to drive through, I was like, man, that is definitely who future is. As somebody who's worked at fast food, we all know that nigga that's like out here that's just like <laughs> like hollering at everybody in the fucking drive through. Y'all backed up and everything. This nigga trying to get this girl's number. And he probably will get it. And he don't give a fuck about anybody else. That And they have featured casting that shit. That's why I know he know what the fuck he doing. Mm-hmm. He be trolling people. It's just like in this song, he was like, uh, ride with my niggas, but lie to my bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this nigga, this shit is funny though. And then also they did the, the guess who, uh, guess which rapper this is. And they showed his yearbook picture. Oh, and he looked like a dweeb. I didn't. I don't. Am I having deja vu or did we? Uh, did we? That picture. I've seen it before. I put it up on our IG. Uh uh-uh, uh. I've seen it before now. I mean, it probably floated around. Somebody for a while. used it for something before, and I can't remember. I don't know. Future memes are the funniest shit in the world. Like anytime they act like he's a a, a biblical figure, and they be showing like him <laughs> parting the Red Sea in his purple. <laughs> I don't even. 
I don't understand what women see in him. He is not. He ain't fine. He is weird looking. I mean, everybody's weird looking. I mean, that's true. I mean, I like weird looking niggas too. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even talk shit. He's like, oh no, he see like, oh, all right. <laughs> But you get mad when people say that about you. I do. Like, no, I don't. I actually have acknowledged that I like weird niggas. <laughs> we all are attracted to what we're attracted to. Yeah. That's another thing we talked about. Like, you're attracted to, you're attracted to. But I do think, I tweet about this, about something. It was some other, like, celebrity thing. Oh, no, it was, it was about that. Because people were talking shit about Lori Harvey. And they were coming from like a, a 2020 standpoint of, yeah, I saw this shit. I experienced this and I got out or like just judging people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand that standpoint. But then it's also people like, how how the fuck could she not see what we all see? And it's like, she's right in the midst of it. You can never see the storm when you're in it. Right. And then you're just a lot of people do choose to do wrong and then when they uh then they want to say that they were <laughs> they're like gaslit and shit it's like you have to have some responsibility in the shit like i have accountability de- i have definitely pursued women that told me not to pursue them they fuck with me for a little bit and then i got my feelings when <laughs> shit didn't work out mm-hmm. we all all done that and we all have been like i'm the one that can change this person <laughs> Been there, done that. Somebody I cut out of my life a couple weeks ago. I thought I could be that person. No. Somebody I cut out of my life yesterday. I thought I could. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is wild. Nobody ever goes away, ladies and gentlemen, as sad as <laughs> it is for you. What is it about us that makes us feel like we can conquer people like that, though? I think. I mean, it's our own confidence to a certain degree, but like, I can. I can show her the love that she needs. I can show him the love. You can't. If somebody doesn't have self-love, they don't have self-love. You can't make somebody love themselves. And they're definitely, if they don't love themselves, they're going to look at you like, why the fuck do you You love me? Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Right. Like, why are you wasting your time with me? Or they might just use you for whatever. Mm -hmm. Which Mm -hmm. also happens. Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Very true, very true. Yes, it does. But I I think that's what it is. It comes down to self-love. If you don't love yourself. That's what Will Smith was talking about on Breakfast Club. Like, no matter what, all the accolades, if you're chasing sex, all the sex in the world, all that shit is not going to matter if you don't like yourself. And some people use the benefit that they don't like themselves to manipulate other people. And some people use that to push away other people. Mm-hmm. So I, that's just who we are as humans. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I just don't like the whole mentality now that people can just be like, well, this guy was just, <laughs> he was being nice to me. And then like, he didn't tell me who he really was. Like, who the fuck tells you who they really are when you first <laughs> meet them? Like yeah. what? fantasy world is that and it's scary i understand that it's those rose colored glasses that we have on like we all we see what we want to see in people exactly and we we do fan fiction 
of the people in our actual lives. Yeah. And we're like, this is what this person, I can't see that person doing this. I can't see that person. People are capable to do anything. You can, some warning signs are a little more obvious, but some people, you, you don't know, especially people you just meet. You need time to, I've known you over half of my life. Mm-hmm. And the shit that I find out every day is like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's part of just knowing somebody for that long. Yeah. So, like, the idea that you could meet somebody and, like, you just know. That that Kiki Palmer meme of I know him, I know him. <laughs> Boo, you don't. <laughs> you don't like, bruh. I I have a bad thing of doing that. Like when I get when I start talking to somebody, mm-hmm. my head just starts racing. And be like, that's where our kids are gonna be like. Yeah, it's like no. I think almost everybody does that. Everybody has that that little that uh, moment of fantasy where you kind of just start like picturing your life. It's it's just it's that it all it takes is a little glimmer of hope. Yep. And somebody to especially like when you've experienced the darkness. Right. That glimmer of hope look like a whole sun. It takes a little <laughs> bit of hope and for somebody to look like what you've wanted for just a couple minutes for you to be like, oh, okay, this is it. Because once again, my heart. right, once again, <laughs> you see in people what you're looking for. So if you, especially if you know what you're looking for and they show you that they have everything you're looking for or a lot of the things that you're looking for or even just a couple of the things that you're looking for, you're like, okay, hmm. I'm trying to get out of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get out of, if you present, if you present three of the things that I say I'm looking for, and they might be on the top of the list of what I think I'm looking for, mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. I got to <laughs> – because I've come to the realization, I don't know what the fuck I, – I, I didn't know what I was looking for. Mm. I was looking for a checklist of shit. Mm. There ain't no fucking checklist. I never really had a checklist. I mean, I we all I have kind of, a general, like t- – a you general have a type. Like, you have a, a, a guide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we all, we all to a certain degree, have that. Yeah. But my guide isn't working, and I need to recalibrate this shit <laughs> before yeah. I get back out here. I'm trying to decide, or well, not trying to decide, but I'm trying to like really pinpoint what it is that I'm attracted to, and if that's actually healthy for me. Because everything that you Attract. want is not. Good for you. you. Right. <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to track like patterns with the dudes that I've talked to or dated or like I said, whatever the fuck you want to call. <laughs> whatever you niggas call what it. I've been doing with y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to, to like pinpoint like specific patterns, mainly like red flags. And I don't know. I think I don't know. I'm going to cut this part out. But I'm going to be real with you, friend to friend. You ran a lot of red flags. I always do. But <laughs> red flags that you acknowledge were red flags. I always do. I always do. Because I feel like if you do one little thing that's like slightly redeeming, I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's not bad. I, I do that a lot, too. And I, I'm not doing that shit anymore. Yeah. Like, the person I said I cut out of my life yesterday... <laughs> me some shit and we ended 
uh, it was like, yeah, we'll just be friends forever. Because, yeah, <laughs> she feels sorry about some of the shit she did. Hmm. Because that shit came back to bite her hmm. in a real way. Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen. I was talking to him last night about what he was going to do for his birthday. Because his 30th is coming up next week, actually. And he just didn't have any plans. Like, he was in a funk and he was like, I don't know. Like, probably just go downtown. I'm like, ew. You going to go downtown on your 30th birthday, nigga? No. <laughs> don't do that. Especially if, like... If they give you the day off, like do some, like go somewhere, like go to Nashville. So I was just like looking up shit that like we could do. I'm like, oh, there's like basketball games. There's like a bunch of shit. And then last night he was just talking about like different things that he was thinking about. And he was like, yeah, I thought about just driving to Nashville. And then I was like, do it. I'm like, you know, what's stopping you? He's like, man, I, like I don't have no friends for real. And I was literally just standing there looking at him like, you just told me, you know, where I stand. Like, right. you don't see me as even a friend right now. And that it didn't make me sad because for one, like now that I know, like I know what level I'm on in, in my boundaries. But at the same time, I'm just like, who the had, fuck are you, nigga? Right. Like, <laughs> we had just gotten to this place where we kind of agreed, you know what I'm saying? Like, what we were doing with each other and, and what was going on. And for you to not even acknowledge me as a friend, like, damn, like, you, we can't even ride up the street to Nashville together for a day. Like, we not even on that level. So, damn. yeah. I, I've experienced that. Uh, we ain't even. Like damn, we ain't cool like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like you don't the, even respect me. Why the fuck am I hanging? Like that's why I was like, I am not gonna make time for you, ever fucking again. I'm just like, I be sitting here with your ass, just chilling, just kicking it, making sure you know you're not out here leaving the store by yourself, and you know all the other things that I do for you and have done for you and. To think that you don't even acknowledge me as a friend and you have basically just let me know to my face that like, and I was just like, you know what? One day you were going to realize, and it always happens because niggas always come back. <laughs> One day you're going to realize and it's going to be too late. That's how I feel. And that's the, that's the level that like this break, it got me through. Like, cause I was like, I was real like, just reflecting on everything. And I was like, nah, man, like. So was I. I'm dope as fuck, nigga. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm a like, badass bitch. Like, like I'm funny, nigga. <laughs> I'm funny, nigga. I'm cute. Like, right. I got my own money. Like, no, I don't have my own place or whatever. But, like, I'm a bomb ass bitch. Like, I shouldn't have to be basically like begging these niggas to realize who the fuck that i am like i'm not doing that shit no more right and for you to tell me that your feelings were hurt after i told you about yourself and like the shit that you've done to me and you want to tell me that your feelings were hurt that shows you don't care nigga imagine how i felt while i was on the receiving end of your bullshit but it's because motherfuckers like that don't care like no it's because they they think that they are good people yes 
Yes. It's not that they don't care. They actually think that they are good people. And he said it multiple times. He's like, I'm a good person. Like I would never blah, blah, blah. I would never blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you maybe your intentions are to be a good person, but there's so many things in you that need to be like healed that you're not actually a good person right now. You're not a good person to anybody else because you're not a good person to yourself. Right. And I, man, I ain't waiting around for motherfuckers to realize how dope I am. No, me neither. And like, if you don't have enough self-love in yourself to receive my love, I'm just going to go to somebody that that wants me. Like, I'm not waiting for you to be like, well, one day she'll like realize, Man, fuck that shit. Yeah, no. Like, me neither. Like, and I've done that with multiple girls. And I'm like, eh, I'm not doing it. I think that's my problem. I've asked somebody attracted to broken women, <laughs> which is still the funniest shit I said last week because I died laughing when I heard that shit again. But it's the truth. It's because, like, that's the shit. Now that you've watched you season one, that's the shit I was talking about. He couldn't be happy with Karen because. He was he attracted to all these. Himself. He wasn't happy with himself, but he was also attracted to all these fucked up women, thinking that he was gonna make himself feel better by, by healing pro- them. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're neglecting yourself. You were with a woman that had you going to therapy. Y'all were chilling. You were cool with her watching her bullshit ass shows. You weren't trying to change her. You accepted for her for who she was, mm-hmm. and it wasn't excited enough for you. And I was like, I will not <laughs> be that nigga. Yeah. And I will not go back to something that that I thought I wanted. And then when I move past it, I'm back at that person. I'm like, fuck that yeah, shit. No, I'm not doing that no more. Like, especially now that I'm, like, on this kind of, I guess, journey to really just, like, being myself and, and being happy. I'm just not, I'm not for the fuck shit no more. Like, I'm really about to be out here saying no to the shit that I want to say no to. And if something feels slightly off, I'm not giving it no chance. I'm not giving nothing the benefit of the doubt. If it don't feel right from the jump, I'm just not. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at curvy brown girl and you can find me at a kid named juice some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey battle you can follow him on soundcloud at djc battle new episodes available every thursday 